The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Burger Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Tuesday, February 21st. Coming up today... President Biden stops in Poland after yesterday's surprise visit to Ukraine. HSBC considers a special payout after profit jumps. Walmart and Home Depot report earnings this morning. And results are in from the largest ever four-day workweek trial. New quakes in Turkey and Syria have left more dead. Plus, New York Congressman George Santos admits he's a terrible liar. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stashauer in sports. The Rangers lost to Winnipeg. The Islanders won in Pittsburgh. The Yankees held their first full-team workout. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak, the business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast. Each morning on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. The latest on President Biden's surprise trip to Ukraine. The president is now in Poland. He'll meet with President Andrzej Duda, and he's scheduled to deliver an address tonight. Amy Morris has details from our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. President Biden will use his address in Poland to deliver a message to Russia that NATO is stronger than ever, united in its support of Ukraine. While in Kyiv, President Biden said his goal was to reaffirm his administration's unwavering and unflagging commitment to Ukraine's democracy, sovereignty and territorial integrity. It's worth fighting for for as long as it takes. And that's how long we're going to be with you, Mr. President. For as long as it takes. In his remarks, the president also announced an additional half billion dollars in aid for Ukraine. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Amy, thank you. Well, turning to the markets now, stocks are lower as you begin a shortened trading week, and they'll drop even further, according to Morgan Stanley. The firm's strategist, led by Mike Wilson, says the S&P 500 could slide as much as 26% in the first half of this year. Wilson, who correctly predicted the sell-off in stocks last year, says recent economic data suggests the economy might be able to dodge a recession, but that has also taken the possibility of a Fed pivot off the table. And Goldman Sachs also doesn't see a Fed pivot this year, Karen. Chief economist John Hatzius sees the central bank raising interest rates by 25 basis points at its March, May and June meetings. We've seen some higher inflation numbers for January. I don't necessarily think that that breaks the trend towards disinflation, but I think it reinforces the idea that the Fed still has work to do. And so we think another 75 basis points from here with no cuts until 2024 seemed like a more likely outcome. Goldman chief economist John Hatzius is skeptical that the Fed will return to larger 50 basis point hikes. Well, bank earnings also in focus overseas this morning, Nathan. HSBC reported profit above estimates. The lender also said it will consider a special payout after the $10 billion sale of its Canadian unit. Speaking to Bloomberg, HSBC CEO Noel Quinn also gave an upbeat assessment of the British economy. We're not seeing any major signs of stress at the moment in our retail business. 
uh, it's, it's in relatively normal territory. In our co wholesale and commercial banking business, I think there are some corporates that are starting to feel some cash flow pressure because of higher inflation and higher interest rates. But again, that's still fairly marginal, I would say, at the moment for us. HSBC CEO Noel Quinn says the bonus pool for the bank has been cut to $3.36 billion, down from $3.5 billion last year. The world's biggest mining company has posted profit that fell short of estimates. BHP is also cutting its dividend after sluggish demand for iron, copper and coal. However, CEO Mike Henry is optimistic going forward. We're seeing the green shoots come through since the start of this calendar year. Increased mobility figures, uh, more bank lending, uh, improved business sentiment, uh, property prices up in some uh, uh, cities. So that kind of reinforces the, uh, the, the positive outlook for the, the, that we have for the year ahead, uh, which we expect to offset slowing growth in both the U.S. and, and Europe. BHP CEO Mike Henry says he's also optimistic about a demand recovery in China. BHP shares right now are down nearly 3% in London. Shares at Credit Suisse hit a record low this morning, Nathan. The drop comes as Reuters reports that Switzerland's financial regulator is reviewing comments from a Bloomberg interview. It's looking at part of a conversation where Chairman Axel Lehman said outflows from Credit Suisse have stabilized. And here's what he said from that interview in December. The outflows basically have stopped. What we saw is two, three weeks in October, boom. And since then, flattening out, they have stopped. It's gradually coming back, in particular in Switzerland. And that's Credit Suisse Chairman Axel Lehman speaking to Bloomberg in December. So far, both Switzerland's financial regulator and Credit Suisse are declining to comment on Reuters' report. Well, back here in the U.S., Karen, retail will be in focus this morning as both Walmart and Home Depot report earnings. Let's get a preview of Walmart's results now with Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger. Walmart's own guidance for the fourth quarter was for a same-store sales gain of around 3%. Bloomberg Intelligence says the giant retailer had a solid holiday season and sales may have exceeded the forecast as consumers looked for value. Walmart has said its adjusted profit likely declined because labor and other costs remain high, but the company has been pushing back on further price increases by suppliers, discounts and a shift in the consumer spending mix toward more food and less general merchandise may have caused a small contraction in gross margin. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Jeff, thanks. Well, over in the UK, results are in from the largest ever trial of the four-day work week. And we go live to London and get the details from Bloomberg's Ewan Potts. Good morning, Ewan. Good morning, Karen Nathan. How do you fancy a permanently shorter working week? Well, the world's biggest ever trial of a four-day work week has found that most companies say they don't plan to return to the five-day standard. The UK study involves 60 organisations and nearly 3,000 workers compressing their normal week into fewer days. When employees were asked about returning to their old schedule, one in six said that no amount of money will be enough to persuade them to go back. In London, working a five-day work week, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak. <laughs> Thanks, you. And local headlines straight ahead. This is Bloomberg. It's 38 degrees in New York. Scattered showers this morning. They'll be back late this afternoon as well as we head to near 50 degrees. We'll clear out late tonight, get down to the mid-30s. Time now for a look at some of the other stories making news in New York and around the world with Bloomberg's Michael Barr. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. A pair of earthquakes, including a 6.4 magnitude, struck Turkey's southeastern Haiti province two weeks after major tremors in the same area left tens of thousands of people dead. Three people were killed and more than 200 taken to hospitals after the quakes on Monday evening. Around 1.6 million people are currently housed in temporary shelters from the quakes 
starting two weeks ago. The tensions between the U.S. and China have heated up even more over the long weekend. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has the story. Both in words and actions, President Biden's surprise trip to Ukraine and comments saying that China must not form an alliance with Russia regarding the invasion, tied to China's top diplomat going to meet Russian leaders in Moscow, and Xinhua publishing a long piece criticizing U.S. policy saying the U.S. misbehaves from military to cultural. It says the U.S. embeds its values in products. This not even to mention the U.S. congressional delegation in Taiwan meeting with President Tsai Ing-wen. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. He's under investigation by local, state, and federal lawmakers over suspected campaign finance violations. New York Republican Congressman George Santos has gotten criticisms from everyday Americans for lying about his past. Well, I've been a terrible liar. This wasn't about tricking anybody. This wasn't about this. It's it's. Yes, he was. No, 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 no. Let, let me the finish. The whole thing was about tricking people. Let, let me finish. It wasn't about tricking the people. This was about getting accepted by the party here local. The Long Island Republican spoke to talk TV host Piers Morgan. The NYPD continues to search for the man who vandalized a mobile synagogue in Manhattan. The van was parked near Broadway and Prince Street. Authorities released video of a man riding Palestine on the outside of a mobile mitzvah tank. Police say the hate crimes task force is investigating the incident. Authorities in a New Jersey school district have announced new measures aimed at stemming violence following a stabbing outside a high school last week that killed a teenager and wounded another. Patterson Public Schools said that police had agreed to provide walking police patrols on streets around Patterson's East Side High School from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. Thank you, Michael. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update brought to you by Tri-State Audi. For that, we bring in John Stashauer. Thanks, Nathan. Rangers back home. They came into the Garden Red Hot 7-0-1 in their last eight games. They had a big edge in shots on goal, but Winnipeg goalie Connor Hellebuck made 50 saves. Mark Scheifele scored twice. The Jets won 4-1. First regulation loss for the Rangers since January 19th. The Islanders had a big comeback this past Friday against the Penguins. They did it again in Pittsburgh. They trailed third period. Penguins bring it to the near side. Balkan dangerously in front of his net for Joseph. Whips it off the glass far side but turned it over. Here's Horvat through the right circle. Sharp angle try. He scores! Horvat wrists it home from the right circle. And Bo has tied this game at two. That's Chris King to be RHU. 35th goal for Horvat, the new Islander. And two minutes later, Anders Lee scored his 22nd of the year. The Isles won 4-2. College hoops. 20th win for Duke in this first season without Mike Krzyzewski. Duke beat Louisville, whose record is 4-24. Kansas won the NCAAs last year. They could do it again. Jayhawks are ranked third. They won at TCU. Houston at 25-2, ranked number one for the third different time. Russell Westbrook been all those years at Oklahoma City. He's been bouncing around the NBA lately. He was with the Lakers, got traded to Utah, got bought out there. Westbrook will now sign with the L.A. Clippers. And Patrick Beverly also was a Laker, and he... Seems headed now to Chicago. Giannis Antetokounmpo came to New York for an exam on his injured wrist. He's got a sprained ligament. Full Yankee squad workout in Tampa. So Aaron Judge's first press conference, he was asked about another 62 home run season. Judge said, you never know. John Stashell, Bloomberg Sports. 
The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Live from coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com, this is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. President Biden will be looking to build on his surprise wartime trip to Kiev when he meets today with the president of Poland and gives a major speech in Warsaw to mark a year since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Meantime, the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, is vowing to press on with his faltering invasion until Russia's goals are achieved. Putin is uh, giving a speech of his own to parliament in Moscow right now. We're joined live in the meantime by Bloomberg Warsaw Bureau Chief Pyotr Skolomowski as these two leaders get Get set to address uh, their domestic audiences and the world, really. Piotr, good morning. Uh, what is standing out to you, first off, from what the Russian president is saying as we head toward year two of the war in Ukraine? Hi, indeed. So it's obviously probably not a big surprise, but Putin has struck a very defiant note. So he obviously more or less doubles down on on what he's been telling the world since the the war since his invasion actually started a year ago first of all he said that you know this is this is go he will solve what he called um, the task step by step carefully and consistently meaning he's preparing his um his population also for a for a long war this is not going to end very quickly and obviously he repeated the 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 phrase that he used before, which was also kind of served as the uh, as the purpose for the war previously, that you know the Russia is finding for 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 its historic lands, uh, describing Ukraine as, as as part of the of the Russia historically. Um, so we more or less hearing more of the same from Putin, and an indication that he ha- he is not done. If anything, he he's ready to go um, go there for a long haul. So given that we're not hearing much different from the Russian president right now, are you expecting that the uh, remarks that we're hearing from Moscow are going to affect what uh, President Biden has to say at all uh, when he delivers his speech in Warsaw later this evening? Well, well, we heard from uh, Jake Sullivan, who was briefing reporters here in in Warsaw. Uh, He said, that obviously uh, Biden's remarks are not going to um, to be directly uh, um, res- won't be a direct response to what Putin said, and his his, his remarks will be broad. But obviously, it's it's hard to um, um, you know to to not to compare these two speeches. But obviously, the the message that we're going to get from from Biden most likely will be uh, sort of an echo what he heard from what we heard from him in Kiev, which is you know um, the the. The West States stands united, so the NATO is together. So the war has has actually united um, the um, the West, the NATO, and and that the U.S. is there for a long haul as well. Um, something that he said in Ukraine was, you know. U.S. is there for as long as it takes uh, for Ukraine to to become independent, and he also stressed that you know the, the Ukraine was supposed to fall uh, within days. Now Ukraine uh, Ukraine stands, Kiev stands, and what he said, democracy stands. So 
we can sort of imagine this is going to be the the sort of the narrative we're going to hear this you know uh, this president representing the democracy and and uh putin representing the uh, the autocracy Given that image that we saw over the weekend of President Biden, you know, standing side by side with Ukrainian President Zelensky and walking through Kiev as air raid sirens blared, what message does that send to European allies? And can the president capitalize on that in the speech tonight? Absolutely. Obviously, you know, as anything with this conflict, it's obviously for for uh, for history books. But, you know, the fact that um, the U.S. president goes into conflict zone in a place where there are no U.S. bases, uh, no actual military presence is, you know, speaks volumes. Right. It's it's and it and it was not just a fly in and out. It, it's it, it was a 10 hour trip by train through the conflict zone. So it's, it's a major message of defiance. And I I think it kind of builds up the momentum for this speech. Um, so if if anyone doubts the words that the Biden is going to deliver, that there is there is confidence, there is there is defiance. You know, he can just point out to what he has just done um, that you know the, the 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 fact that you know he he's been there, he's shown support is you know speaks volumes um, as well as you know all the commitments because obviously um, Biden has also promised additional help. I mean, one thing there. Obviously, is that this help might not be as as substantial as uh, Ukraine was hoping for because they're obviously pushing for for fighter jets right now. There's no approval of that, but um, at least you know there is additional help and and there is a sense that the U.S. will will be there for long haul. This is Bloomberg Daybreak today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast-to-coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.